Hey mom friends, and welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, where we talk about all things mommyhood, faith, and business. I am your host, Allison Nick, and today I am talking to y'all about how to introduce your pooch, your pup, to your baby whenever you're coming home and how to prepare your dog for um, the baby coming home. I'm kind of tapping back into my previous career. I have 10 plus years of experience working with animals in the animal medical field, um, at emergency hospitals, all that good jazz. So I just wanted to kind of share in my input of the post of postpartum, you know, of everything that we deal with postpartum. Sometimes it's not just with our recovery or with, you know, how do I birth this baby? How do I change this baby? But it's also acclimating our furry babies to our human babies. <laughs> and we have to make that transition as smooth as we possibly can. So get your notepads out, get out your pens. Um, and this is definitely something for you. So you can take your notes because I'm giving out some good tips today. All right, you guys. So like I said before, I do have previous experience over 10 years experience with working with animals. Um, I got my bachelor's um, in animal science. I have worked in multiple clinics, emergency hospitals, and then I did a couple of years um, in laboratory animal science. But with all that being said, I have definitely come across different clients um, that have had this particular situation happen where they're pregnant and they're excited and, you know, they're still taking care of their fur baby and whatnot, but maybe not completely realizing what's about to change. Um, and obviously their dog not realizing what's about to change and how it's going to change and how it's going to affect um, the relationship just for a little bit between mom or dad and um, dog. Because obviously whenever the baby comes home, we're giving our attention to the baby and we still have to um, properly acclimate the dogs um, into the new schedule and that this and the new lifestyle that this baby is now a part of. So obviously you want, we want this transition to be as smooth as possible. We want the dog to kind of get a understanding of, oh, it's about, you know, something is happening. There's a change coming um, and preparing them for that. Now, before I get started, although I do have this experience, I am not a trained dog trainer. So if for any reason, after I give you these tips, um, if you are still feeling uneasy about bringing your baby home or uneasy about what your dog is going to do, definitely go out and hire a professional dog trainer so you can have that training before the baby does come home. Because like I said it before, we want this to be um, a smooth transition. So we don't want anything. Uh, we, we want everybody to be comfortable whenever they come home. The baby, obviously, you as a parent and the dog. So let's get into it. So pre, so before, so while we're pregnant, before we even bring the baby home, there are different things we can do to help um, kind of get the dog used to that. Oh, there's some changes coming. Um, there's, you know, there's different stuff happening and I need to get used to it. One of those things is that you can actually start carrying around a baby doll. And what that will do, it will kind of, it will show the dog that you are not going to be as hands-free as you previously were. So you have the baby doll. You can also acclimate acclimate them to different smells. So if you want to put whatever baby lotion you're going to be using, whatever shampoo, Put that on the baby doll 
um, you know, put the little shampoo, you know, obviously, well, you can put it on there so they can get used to the smell as well. What you're also trying to do by carrying this baby doll around is if your dog is, you know, a jumper or um, maybe a tackler, <laughs> I've encountered some tacklers, you want them to know that whenever you have this doll, your baby in the hand, that they cannot do that. They cannot just come at you any type of way, <laughs> to, to lightly put it. Um, they can't just come at you that way whenever you have the baby in your hand or this doll in your hand. So that is a part of training as well. Whenever you have the doll in your hand and they want to come and jump, you say no. You redirect them to do something else and you keep going. Um, this is probably a good, actually a good seg segue into having the trainer um, come on board at this time because they can give you different ways of telling your dog no properly um, and then redirecting to something. But this is the first thing you can do is start carrying around a baby doll. Um, and then secondly, like I said, start introducing the smells, toys, and sounds. So we already went over the smells, the lotion, the shampoo, um, the toys. You can start introducing them because obviously with babies, stuff's going to be everywhere. You need to start introducing the toys because you want the dog to know or to differentiate between their toys and the baby's toys. Obviously, we don't want, you know, saliva passing back and forth um, between the baby and the dog. Uh, whenever the baby does get to the point they are playing with stuff, but you want the dog to also know that this is not yours. This is the baby's. And then once, once again, redirect. So if they do happen to pick up the baby's toy, you say no. You get one of their toys and you give it to them. And you keep on going. Um, also, sounds. If you have a nervous Nelly little dog, <laughs> the ones that just shake every time somebody comes around and they're just shivering, just like, ooh. <laughs> if you have one of those, you may want to start introducing sounds. Obviously, YouTube is our go-to place. Go on YouTube um, and start playing sounds of a baby crying, sounds of a baby laughing, um, probably more crying, obviously, since they're very nervous, but start playing those sounds so they can kind of get used to, oh, there's going to be another person in the house. Oh, there's going to be a different noise. Um, so they're not just caught off guard literally overnight whenever you bring the baby home. They, they can get used to it and they can start acclimating um, as soon as possible. Let me see. Number three, training for no jumping, reducing barking and off of the furniture. We kind of stated this before a little bit whenever we were talking about holding the baby, but now you're going to have to dig more into it. No jumping, um, no barking and off the furniture, especially if you have a larger dog. Obviously, smaller dogs, um, you know, we kind of coddle them a little bit more because they are small. We're like, no, I could pick you up and pick up the baby. No, you don't need to be quiet. You're just so cute. But we do have to look at them um, in, in a different light. Because they can also do things that can wake up the baby. Once again, they can probably, if they wanted to, they can probably cuddle with the baby. Um, you may, if you want that to happen or not, you need to set certain rules that you want the dog to follow. You and your significant other, and y'all need to be on the same page about that as well. Because if you're not on the same page, then it's just going to confuse the dog. Some people, they don't want the dog to go into the nursery or into their kid's room. You start training your dog that, hey, whenever you get to this door, you sit and you stay unless you are invited in. 
If you are invited in, obviously it's okay. But until that moment happens, you need to sit here at this door. So establishing some rules. Um, once again, obviously if you have a larger dog, maybe they only have a certain area of the couch. They're used to sitting on the couch, then they need to know that that area is their couch. And then you can have the baby in a different area. If you want to continue having your dog on the couch. Obviously if not, you need to start training your dog not to sleep on the couch or sit on the couch. Um, and then barking. Barking is probably one of those um, habits that is very hard to get rid of in dogs. Because one, people want to teach their dogs to speak and they think it's cute. I never thought it was cute. <laughs> I felt like my dog would be talking back to me if I told it to speak. So I never thought it was cute. But if you do teach your dog to speak, then they get into the habit of, oh, if I bark a bajillion times, I get a bajillion treats. No, that is not the case. So uh, in trying to reverse with the barking, um, this may sound harsh, but you may look into a shock collar. Maybe if they just bark for no reason. Um, I did see, now this is something, I did see on, um, I think it was Caesar, one of the Caesar shows a long time ago, and he was pretty much saying that you waited out. You wait out their barking spell. And once they finally finish, you say, oh, good job. You give them a treat after they finish and they stop barking for like, you know, like 10, 20 seconds. And I was just like, "Ooh, it has to be an easier way. Now, I have had issue with my dogs barking when I was younger. I had two dogs and they were kind of, um, obviously like the pack mentalities. So every time they saw something, they were both barking. It got a little crazy at night. So we ended up having to use the shock collar method for maybe a couple of weeks and then after that they reduce their barking some people say you know may not feel the same way about shock collars um however i do think in certain situations it is necessary for training but that is your decision once again the i'm just going off of my experience and what has worked for me and um what i have learned along the way within my uh career in animal science. So um, if you want, obviously, if you want something different, once again, um, go out and seek a, a pet trainer. Um, they can give you some different steps. Okay, so we got down to number three. So number four, before you bring the baby home, if you have an active dog, let's say you go jogging with your dog, let's say every day y'all are going for a walk, your dog is, you know, goes to the dog park, um, anything like that. Before you have your baby, you want to get in place maybe a walking service or even a doggy daycare. Obviously, once you come home from the hospital, you're going to be uh, not as mobile. <laughs> There's going to be certain pains that are not going to allow you to move around as much. However, <clears throat> your dog is still going to be very active and they're still going to want to go out and do things, especially if it was a routine. So it's good to start interviewing some people now uh, as far as if you want to use like a walking service or even looking around different doggy daycares and then acclimating your dog to those people, whether it's a doggy daycare or a specific um, walking service, because you, you want it to become a routine before the baby even comes home. If it's a switch, like automatically, and like, oh, the baby's here and here's this new person and you're going to this new place. That's too many changes in the dog's life. And honestly, it'll probably freak them out. So you want to do it before the baby comes home so that it's normal. 
it's um, comfortable, and they're used to it, okay? So if you have an active dog looking at a walking service or even a doggy daycare, and then also coming up with a plan, number five, coming up with a plan for what happens whenever your dog goes into labor. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happens whenever you go into labor? Um, are you going to take your dog to, you know, the doggy daycare? Do they kennel? Do they have a boarding facility? Are you taking them to a family member for them to stay for a couple of days? What is going to happen in that time? Because once again, you need to have a plan on board and then you need to have your dog acclimated to, to the person that they're going to be staying with. So I'll go over these again. Before you have your baby, one, start carrying around a baby doll. Two, get your pet used to the smells, toys, sounds of the new baby. Three, train your dog for no jumping, no barking, and off your furniture or whatever your rules are going to be. If you're going to have certain rules whenever the baby comes home, start getting your dog acclimated to those now. Four, if you have an active dog looking into a, getting a walking service or a doggy daycare and then acclimating your pooch beforehand. And five, get, Getting a plan together for what happens whenever your dog goes in. Sorry, ugh, I keep saying that. Getting a plan together um, for what happens whenever you go into labor um, and what's going to happen with your pet. Okay, so these are all pre-birth. Post-birth, once you've had the baby, you're coming home from a hospital. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty of your, of, of your dog and your baby meeting. So, first things first is obviously the dog and the baby need to meet. I remember whenever I was younger, um, there are a couple of stories on the news where this lady um, or some ladies, family members had a baby and they kept trying to isolate the baby from the dog. Do not do that. That forms jealousy. Dogs are, are jealous animals. They're petty animals, especially if they were your dog before you, know, you, before you brought the baby home which is obviously the situation because they feel like they were your baby. So if you bring the baby home and you will start to isolate the baby from the dogs, it forms a type of jealousy. And now the dog is saying, why is she spending so much time with that baby and not any time with me? So then jealousy, dogs, mouths, teeth, you kind of get the picture of where I'm going. Um, and obviously we don't want that to happen. So whenever you do come home from the hospital, whether it's the first day, the second, maybe even the third, um, you know, depending on how far away you, you want your dog to be gone before you introduce them. Um, but don't keep your dog away for a long period of time. So whenever the introduction happens, obviously you want it to happen on a leash. Keep your dog leashed, um, even maybe not a tight leash, but like a loose leash. So you can, they, they want you to feel so you can feel comfortable. Um, I guess I kind of should have said some of these other ones before I got to that point. Sorry about that. Let me back up. So whenever you introduce your dog, first off, you want your dog to come in and get all of its excitements out. You know, whenever you come home and you're, oh, she's your baby. Oh, she's so cute. And your dog is just like, oh, oh, thank you. I think they're going in circles and their little butt wags. I love the butt wags because I love the little nubby dogs that don't have a tail. They have nubs. So therefore, they have to shake their butt to shake their tail. I love it. So I'm totally into boxers, Frenchies. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so they do the wag and they're all over. And they're like, oh, I missed you. I can't believe you were gone for three days. Oh, gosh. They do all that, right? You want them to get their excitement out because obviously you don't want them to get excited on the baby. 
So let them get all of their excitement out. Then put your dog on a leash. Introduce the baby to your dog. Whenever you do that, you can either keep the baby. I don't know if y'all watch Marley and Me, but how they had like the baby and the carrier on top of the table and the dog like jumped up and was like, hey, like all his face. <laughs> if you want to keep your baby in the carrier, you know, on top of something, you definitely can. If you want to hold the baby and have your dog meet the baby for the first time that way, that's fine too. Um, I would recommend either you holding it or having the baby in the carrier. If you have the baby just on the floor and your dog is introducing to it, um, I, I don't feel comfortable, me personally, doing that until you are comfortable with your dog just being around the baby. But that's just me. Um, so I would say for the first cup, for the first introduction, you holding the baby in some manner or having the baby in a carrier. Um, what was I going to say? Stay calm. So once you, once again, one, let the dog get his excitement out, put the leash on, and then to introduce the dog, you need to be calm. If you are not comfortable in the in this situation, your dog will sense it. Obviously, dogs kind of have that sixth sense. So they know whenever we feel uneasy, um, whenever there's something wrong, sometimes even before we can tell it. You know, some they say those different they say those things about animals, period. You know how cows, they, they start to sit down or go under trees even before clouds start forming and rain starts coming. Um, so animals just have that sixth sense. So if you are not comfortable introducing your baby to your dog, once again, you need to go and get a trainer before the situation happens because your dog is going to sense it and your dog is going to feel like something is wrong and that's going to make that introduction less comfortable um, less successful if you are not comfortable. So once again, once the dog is all his jitters out, you're saying, okay, it's time for you to meet the baby. Be calm. Use a calm voice. Don't use the high pitch voice that you used whenever you first walked in, you know, with your dog, you met your dog for three days. Don't use the high pitch voice. Use a calm voice so your dog can also be calm. And then reward your dog for any good behavior. Um, kind of like I was saying before in the pre, whenever you want to redirect your dog so that they don't play with your baby's toys. Um, if you want your dog to only, if you want your dog to lick your baby at all, you only want it to lick the feet or anything like that. Any good behavior a dog does, you have to reward it because that's how they know right versus wrong. So any good behavior that they do reward them, if they just sniff the baby and you're like, okay, that was good. Here's a treat. If they, you know, you know, walk up and they're just like, oh, I'm just so happy to meet this little being. Cool. Give them a treat. Um, but once again, redirecting them, if they get a little bit too excited, they get a little bit too hyper, whatever it may be. If you want your dog to be sitting, whatever it meets, meets the baby, make sure your dog is sitting. Whatever these rules are that you want to happen, make sure they are established, established and you work on them beforehand. So if the introduction happens, then um, it will go by much smoother. Let me see. Let definitely, like I said before, let the dog sniff the baby. Your dog has to meet the baby. And obviously, for a dog, it's smell and it's mouth. Now, I didn't say the dog has to lick the baby, but definitely needs to sniff it. it needs to understand, oh, all those smells I smelt before, that lotion, that shampoo, whatever. That's this thing. Okay, cool. I got it. I got it understood. <coughs> Excuse me. I almost made it through this podcast without coughing. Golly. And last but not least, be sure to still schedule time with your fur babies after you have your baby. It's going to be hard. 
it was hard for us whenever we came home, although we don't have a dog, it was hard for us with just scheduling time with just Joseph, our oldest. Obviously, he was in the same situation. He was here before Gemma got here. Um, And just like your dog is here before your human baby gets here. So you have to, they are, you know, your first baby. So you have to be sure that you are scheduling some time with them still. Whether y'all used to cuddle, maybe even just sitting outside on the porch, you may not be able to be as active as you used to be, but making some time with the dog so that the dog does not become jealous because that's what we don't want um, to happen. So definitely following those steps. So going back over the post steps after you have the baby and you are coming home, Sorry, but it's all a message. Have you after you're coming home, one introduce your the baby to your pet. Um, I would recommend doing it on a leash. Um, two, let the dog get all of its excitement out first before you introduce the pet. Um, so they're not as excited or or you know moving around as much, or whatever, whenever they meet the baby. Three, stay calm. Um, don't tense up your leash, keep your leash loose, use a calm voice. And make sure that your entire demeanor and character, that you are comfortable with the interaction happening between your dog and your baby. Four, reward your dog for any good behavior. Five, let the dog sniff the baby because this is how they learn. And six, be sure that you schedule alone time with your dog. Like I said, this is very important after the fact because you want the dog to know that um, they are still cared for, that they are... Um, still your baby okay so I hope that these tips helped you I do real quick want to go over if you are extremely uncomfortable with your dog being around your baby if you do experience any type of negative behavior from your dog towards your baby um, barking lunging biting scratching any of those things Obviously, first things first, getting a trainer, implementing, um, sorry, getting a trainer to help you to train the dog, a professional trainer to help you train the dog um, so that you are able to have the dog and the baby around at the same time. So obviously you're not getting rid of the baby. That's not happening. Um, And you probably don't want to get rid of your dog as well. But you need to have a trainer come to place so that everybody's getting along and everybody's on the same page. We have a um, alpha established because it's going to be you and it's going to be that baby. That is the alpha over the dog. Um, So getting a trainer into place. Two, you may have to consider finding your pet a new home. Now, we don't like to think about that. We don't like to, um, you know, think of what's going, you know. We, we don't want to, because we feel like failures. Sorry, I was trying to get my, my ideas together. Because we would feel kind of feel like a failure if we had to rehome our dogs. A lot of people feel that way, and it's okay. We, me and my husband kind of feel like failures because he has a dog that he got from in college. That dog is now at his parents' house. It's not at our house. Because for a while, um, his name is Hero. Hero would jump fences, six-foot fences. He would jump them. We had to keep him on a very long chain at his parents' house whenever we were staying there. And then whenever we moved, our gate was like the simple, you know, little four-foot gate, little chain-link gate. We're like, oh, this dog's going to be all over the neighborhood. Like, there's no way. Now he's older, 
Um, and so we've talked about considering moving him over here with us, but we need to update him on his shots and all those good jazz before we even get him over here. So it's just a lot of stuff. And we've talked about it on multiple occasions, but it makes us feel like failures because we can't even have our own dog at our own house. Um, because we were just so worried about the what is, what if he jumps the fence or he does this and blah, blah, blah. And then with me having another baby, it was just a lot. And um, <clears throat> so we have had that conversation multiple times, um, just feeling bad because in a sense, he is rehomed. He is at his parents' house. He does not live with us. Do we see him? Yes. But it's just the way that we feel. Um, so I definitely understand. And I have had friends that have had to rehome dogs. Um, they they did have older kids, but they had to rehome dogs and stuff that they had brought home that would just all of a sudden you know, bite the kid or do something and <clears throat> it would have to happen. So unfortunately, that is a situation that may occur and that may happen as far as you finding a new home for your dog. Um, but once again, that's a decision that has to be made. And that's something that, you know, depending on the severity of the negative um, action, that may have to happen. <clears throat> So, with that being said, I hope that, <clears throat> see, look, I coughed one time, and now I'm just, <clears throat> there we go, all over the place. So, those are the different tips I have as far as getting your pet acclimated to the baby before you come home, and introducing your pet to your baby after you come home. Um, and I was very prejudiced. <laughs> I am a dog person, um, so I'll have, maybe I'll have to do another one. As regarding to cats, cats are a little bit more independent and stubborn, in my opinion. <laughs> so I would have to, I'll have to really do some research on cats, how to get cats acclimated to the new babies coming home. Um, but this is definitely for our dog moms, our dog lovers. Um, send this to your friends that are having babies that have dogs. And don't forget to subscribe to our Four Moms podcast as well. And please leave a review. We are trying to have 50 reviews, hopefully five-star reviews, by the end of July. So please help us make this at all possible by leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast. But like I said, thank y'all so much for tuning in with me today. I hope that you learned some great tips if you have any feedback or any comments, please go ahead and reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at Mommy's Making Moves. That is Mommy's M-O-M-M-Y-S because we are a statement. Mommy's Making Moves. We can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you all so much and I hope you enjoyed it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.